you are listening to the Understand the Bible podcast. The sermon that you are about to hear is the fifth of the seven signs in John's Gospel on John chapter 6 verses 16 to 24 and uh, it starts with a reading of the passage as well and uh, this was recorded on Ash Wednesday and so it's got a little bit of an Ash Wednesday theme to it as well. I do hope that you enjoy it. Just a little reminder to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already and do check out the website understandthebible.uk for uh, lots more content. Thanks very much for uh, joining me today and I hope that you enjoy. Well, we're going to have our Bible reading now. And our reading today is uh, from John's Gospel. We're looking at the very next passage to the one that we looked at last week. It's John chapter 6 verses 16 to 24 and if you're using using the um, the church bibles it's on page 1070 page 1070 in the the church bibles john chapter 6 uh, from verse 16 to 24 when evening came his disciples went down to the lake where they got into a boat and set off across the lake for capernaum by now it was dark and jesus had not yet joined them A strong wind was blowing and the waters grew rough. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus approaching the boat, walking on the water, and they were frightened. But he said to them, It is I, don't be afraid. Then they were willing to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. The next day the crowd that had stayed on the opposite shore of the lake realised that only one boat had been there and that Jesus had not entered it with his disciples, but that they had gone away alone. Then some boats from Tiberias landed near the place where the people had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. Once the crowd realised that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and went to Capernaum in search of Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, we're um, continuing, although it's, though it's Ash Wednesday, we're continuing looking in our series uh, on the seven signs in John. And this is um, sign number five, I believe. So it follows directly on from the, the feeding of the 5,000, which we heard about uh, last week. Now, um, we all face many, uh, many struggles and trials in this life, don't we? And um, some of them are obvious, some of them are, are things you know, going on in the world at the moment, but also we struggle with, uh, with people, with our, sometimes with our relationships with people. Um, we struggle with our, our circumstances, perhaps if we're um, having financial difficulties or if we're having um, problems with work or, or whatever it may be. Or we may face trials inside, you know, our temptations in the world around us can cause, cause us uh, to, to, to struggle. And perhaps we might think, am I strong enough? And that's something which um, I think a lot of people are maybe thinking at the moment, am I strong enough given, given everything that is, that is going on? Well, this is what this passage, I think, helps us to, to answer that question. Um, This is a wonderful passage. This is, like I said, just after the feeding of the 5,000. And let me remind you, especially 
um, or if you weren't here last week, just to remind you that the, uh, the feeding of the 5,000 was like the Passover. There was that link, wasn't there, between the feeding of the 5,000 and the Passover. And the, um, it was like Jesus saying, it's, um, this, is, this is the new Passover. He was going to give himself as the Lamb of God uh, who takes away the sin of the world. And just at the end of that passage, we saw, um, verse 14, uh, the, the people began to say, surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. Now, that's just something that, that uh, Moses predicted. If you look, for example, in uh, Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 18, this is just what Moses predicted. Uh, if I can turn the page. I always find the pages get stuck together. There we go. Oh, no, it's still stuck. It's always the page that you want, isn't it, that gets stuck together. Here we go. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 18. I will raise up for them a prophet. This is Moses speaking, or the Lord speaking to Moses, um, what Moses is saying. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their fellow Israelites, and I will put my words in his mouth. He will tell them everything I command him. So God said to Moses that he would raise up a prophet like Moses. And, um, and the people had begun to see that about Jesus, saying, ah, could this... This must be the prophet, as Moses predicted. And so you put all that together and you see that what's happening is that God is doing something with, with Jesus. He's fulfilling what was going on back there in the Old Testament. Now, little pop quiz, short one question. What happened after the first Passover? Think back to the first Passover. The people left Egypt and then was it all plain sailing? They got, to, they got to the Red Sea, didn't they? And what happened at that point is that Pharaoh decided, ah, oh, I'm not going to let the people go after all. I'm going to come after, send the army after them and get them back again. And the people were waiting at the Red Sea and they could see the Egyptian army coming after them. But God made it possible miraculously for them to cross the Red Sea on dry land. So um, there's a, you know, you know, the children's song, How Did Moses Cross the Red Sea? I won't sing it for you, don't worry. But, um, but there's, that, there's the children's song. Um, so it's a well-known story. So it was the Passover followed by the crossing of the sea. So what we've got here is like Jesus crossing the sea, the miracle of the crossing. And I think that's what we're meant to see. So let's, let's dive into it and um, not dive into the sea, but um, into, the, into the passage. Um, I didn't even intend that as a poem. There we go. It just came out. So when evening came, um, his disciples went down to the lake and they got into a boat and set off across the lake. It says, by now it was dark and Jesus had not yet joined them. In John's gospel, darkness and light are often um, symbolic things. And when Jesus is not with them, there's darkness. And um, that's something which you often notice, that, um, that, that those who are not walking with Jesus are in darkness. And so it was dark, and uh, there was a strong wind blowing, and the waters grew, grew rough. And they, they rode about three or four miles, which was roughly the, the middle of the lake. 
So if you compare with the other accounts, um, I think there's an account in Matthew and, uh, and in Luke um, about this, that, they, um, that they're roughly in the middle of the lake. So surrounded by three or four miles of water on each side. And um, they see Jesus approaching the boat, walking on the water, and they're frightened. So they presumably, they saw Jesus, they must have recognised him, it says, to know who it was. But why are they frightened? And it's, it's not because they, they, uh, they think it's a ghost. I think it's because they, someone who can walk on water is someone who's definitely pretty special because none of us can walk on water. No, it's a miracle, isn't it? None of us can, can walk on water. You wouldn't expect to see any, any ordinary person doing that. And um, Jesus says to them, it is I, don't be afraid. Now that it is I, it could be translated, I am. That could be um, how, you, how you translated it. I am, don't be afraid. And immediately there, you think, oh, hold on a second, I am. Isn't that what, what God revealed his, his name to be to Moses? Tell them, I am sent me to you back in, in the book of Exodus. So Jesus is, is um, making a very, very um, strong statement about himself. I am, don't be afraid. And then they were willing to take him into the boat. And immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. So he got into the boat and then immediately they got to where they were going. That must be miraculous too. Now, if they were in the middle of the, middle of the lake, then um, it, they couldn't have just got there. Jesus got into the boat and immediately they got where they were heading. So what, what do we make of this little, little episode? We've thought, about the, um, we've thought a bit about the crossing of the Red Sea. Let me just read you a couple of verses from Exodus. Uh, chapter 14, verses 13 and 14. Moses answered the people, Do not be afraid. Stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. So God says, the Lord will fight for you today. You need only to be still. And you think about how that relates to what happened with the disciples. They were rowing across the boat, across the, the, on the boat, across the lake in their own strength and they were struggling and they couldn't make it in their own strength. Jesus gets into the boat and they're there like that. Now doesn't that say something uh, to us today? Now, do we try to, to rely on our own strength? And I think um, unfortunately I think that is the human condition isn't it? We like to rely on our own strength. We don't rely on God and on his strength. And in particular, we can't, we can't win when it comes to sin and, uh, and when it comes to, to everything going on in the world by ourselves. On Ash Wednesday in particular, and it's funny, when I was um, 
choosing the, um, the, the going through the seven signs in John, I just thought, oh, well, Ash Wednesday will carry on the same, the same pattern. But actually, this is a really appropriate sermon for Ash Wednesday, isn't it? Remembering that we are dust and remembering that we don't have the power in ourselves to do, uh, to conquer sin and to do all the things that God wants us to do. But Jesus says, I am, don't be afraid. Now, Jesus was in control of the storm. Jesus was in control of the storm and Jesus was able to, to bring them straight away to their, to their destination. Jesus is in, is in control of the storm and he can rescue us. So we need to look to him for everything, not to ourselves and to our own strength. And I think this is the mistake, sadly, that I, um, a lot of Christians make, and it's um, is when we, we believe in Jesus, but when we try to accomplish everything through our own strength. And over the last few years, I've been coming to, to acknowledge that actually when I'm weak, that's when God is strong. You know, God doesn't want people who are um, full of their own gifts and that, you know, full of themselves. But he wants people who can accomplish things in his strength. People who are weak, who acknowledge that they are ash, that they're dust. But people who can uh, accomplish things in his strength. I'm just going to finish with um, a little quote from a Scottish preacher um, from the, um, about 200 years ago called Robert Murray McChain. And uh, he wrote to a friend with this advice. And it's good advice, and I'll, I'll, I'll leave you with this. Learn much of the Lord Jesus. For every look at yourself, take ten looks at Christ. He is altogether lovely. Such infinite majesty, and yet such meekness and grace, and all for sinners, even the chief. Live much in the smiles of God. Bask in his beams. Feel his all-seeing eyes settled on you in love and repose in his almighty arms. Let your soul be filled with a heart-ravishing sense of the sweetness and excellency of Christ and all that is in him. For every look at yourself, take ten looks at Christ. And that's something that I, uh, is a, for me to hear as much as it is for anyone else. But let's look not to ourselves and to our own strength, but let's look to Christ and to his strength for what, uh, for what he has done. Amen. And shall we take a moment to pray as we, uh, as we ask God to help us? Heavenly Father, we pray that you would help us to, to be people who do look more at Christ uh, than we look at ourselves. We pray that you would help us to um, not rely on our own strength, but to realise that we are dust and to look instead for your strength to be made perfect in our weakness. We pray that you would be with us now and help us to learn these truths more deeply. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen.